Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S code SUPER24. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. What's working on purpose anyway? Each week, we ponder the answer to this question. People ache for meaning and purpose at work, to contribute their talents passionately, and know their lives really matter. They crave being part of an organization that inspires them and helps them grow into realizing their highest potential. Business can be such a force for good in the world, elevating humanity. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration to help usher in this world we all want, working on purpose. Now, here's your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose program. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Great to have you. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, which is home base for me. If you don't know me yet, I'm I'm a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose, organizational logotherapist, inspirational speaker, social scientist, and author. My team and I help companies to discover and articulate their purpose to thread it through culture and operations. We work with forward-thinking or forward-reaching organizations to develop inspirational leaders who create cultures where people actually want to come to work and do their best. And we provide programs that enable individual team members and leaders to discover and unleash their passion and purpose at work to catalyze fulfillment, engagement, and productivity. You can learn more about us and how we can work together at EliseCortez.com. Today, we're going to have a bit of a a very different take on the show. Um, Normally, as you know, if you've been listening for the last seven and a half years that I've been hosting the show, the last Oh, three or so of those years have been really almost exclusively working with authors. I love to be able to showcase new authors. And what I do is I will generally read the whole entire book in its entirety, take copious notes, and we have a conversation on air to talk about those concepts. So it becomes a way to teach as well as inspire. So my planned guest for this show is Tiago Forte. He's the author of a book called Building a Second Brain, a proven method to organize your digital life and unlock your creative potential. If you're watching my video, you can see the book here. It's gorgeous. 
Um, so it's beautiful. So my, my guest was is having some troubles connecting. And so I'm not really sure if he's going to be able to join us. So I'm asking for your grace to bear with me. What I'd like to do on this special show is I'd like to teach you a little bit of what I learned from the book. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and forth between the questions that I had planned for him and my, my the notes that I took and do my best to be able to kind of teach back to you some of the things that I thought were interesting in the book. So I he he talks about it in his book where this actually came from, this whole this notion of um, he had throat pain in college and it really kind of sent him into his place where he was very, very uncomfortable and he had to learn a different way to be able to 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 research and, and keep track of things. So this is where like a lot of beautiful things happen in life when you can take something that has been an adversity or a problem for you learn something from it and then teach back to other people what you learn in that process. That's so amazing, so golden, so valuable. So that's where it started. So uh, one of the things that I, I got from reading his book is that um, the book teaches us that, uh, that in everyday life, we're, we're really addressing a multitude of information that we consume each day. And he actually goes on to say, he says, according to the New York Times, the average person's daily consumption of information now adds up to a remarkable 34 gigabytes. Uh, and a separate study cited by the, by the Times estimates that we consume the equivalent of, wait for it, 174 full newspapers worth of content each and every day. Stop for just a second about that. Think about that. 174 full newspapers every day. And he says that's five times higher than in 1986. So right now, what we can already get to, what we can already speak to is we live in an age of, of information overload. And it's not just that we're overloaded by it. We, we have information exhaustion. So this taxes our mental resources, leaving us constantly anxious that we're forgetting something. How many times have you thought about, oh my gosh, I just I need to remember that. I need to go looking for that. I know I have something on that. Or this feeling of, I, I, I have to remember and what it was that I'm going to bring to this next meeting or how I want, want to present next. So this feeling, I have to, I have to. That's that anxiety thing that he's talking about. So yeah, it's interesting when you look at what it is that he has created for us. He's given us access to this, this notion of where, where we live today. We live in an information world where, where information is readily available at our fingertips. Uh, and so really what he's, what he's come to, which is really quite, quite enticing, is the need to develop a second brain. And that's just what he's talking about in his book. So let me say a couple other things that I think are kind of important relative to, to that before we kind of dig deeper into what that is and how we can start to build it. Uh, so he says, he says, in the same way that personal computers revolutionized our relationship with technology, personal finance changed how we manage our money and personal productivity reshaped how we work, personal knowledge management helps us harness the full potential of what we know. So think about that for just a second. Personal productivity and personal knowledge management. We're now in a space, oh, this is this is so exciting and so cool. We're now living in an age where we literally have to manage uh, our own knowledge in our own individual minds. Isn't that amazing? That's where we've come to. And he goes on to say, he says, when you transfer your transform your relationship to information, you'll begin to see the technology in your life, not just as storage medium, but as a tool for thinking. Like a bicycle for the mind, once we learn how to use it properly, technology can enhance our cognitive abilities and accelerate us toward our goals far faster than we could ever achieve on our own. Bicycle for the mind. Isn't that cool? I love this stuff. So again, now you start now and <laughs> the show, you have gotten a little bit of a glimpse into how it is I do my shows, right? Now you're getting into the, the crazy mind of Elise Cortez. 
So um, it's helpful that I take these kind of notes. In part, I take these notes because I am at heart a researcher, and I use this material that I that I get every week hosting the show for you to fold back into what I'm sharing in my speaking, in my consulting, et cetera. So I'm constantly learning and folding this stuff in for myself and sharing it with you as I go along. So he also goes on to tell us, uh, he says that he began sharing his ideas with various audiences and was invited to speak and teach workshops at influential companies like Genetech, Toyota, and the Inter-American Developmental Bank. And in 2017, he decided to create an online course called Building a Second Brain to teach his system on a wider scale. In the years since, that program has produced thousands of graduates from more than 100 countries and every walk of life, creating an engaged and inquisitive community where the lessons in this book have been honed and refined. So what I appreciate about that immensely too, as somebody who also builds my own programs, my own products is, so he put something out there into the world. It was well received. He, he, he managed to invite a crowd of people to come and partake of this and learn about it. And in the process of teaching them, there's constant refinement to be able to improve the quality of the actual product and in the idea. It's brilliant. I mean, that's, I would highly encourage anybody and that who is in that space, right? Who's, who's learning something, who's developing something to utilize and, and maybe mimic a similar kind of um, course for yourself. It's brilliant. So if we go on here, um, one of the things that I found intriguing also about his book is he says that um, the book can help us in, in, in ways that I found really intriguing. So one way that the book and what he's teaching us and what you'll also learn in this show is how we can how we can organize our knowledge and use it to move our projects and goals forward more consistently. So that's another way we can use this. And we're gonna keep building on this as we go. Also, we can save our best thinking so we don't have to do do things over and over again. So we can use we can utilize and access our best cognitive skills because we're not going back and looking for more information or trying to or trying to remember just what it said. Uh, we can also connect ideas and notice patterns across different areas of our life so so that we can live better and create more. I don't know about you, but I like the idea of being able to create more. So as a person, what's what I what's been fascinating for me when I read his book is I noticed that I was using something of a system like he's advocating in his book, but on a more archaic capacity. So as we go along here and I tell you more about what, what his system looks like, you'll I'll also tell you more about how it is that I've written my books and write my programs. It's similar, but he takes it to a whole, whole other level. So the other thing about what he's offering in this book of creating the second brain is that he's advocating and saying that we're gonna spend less time looking for things, things that we want to remember, things we wanna cite, and more time doing the best, most creative work that we're capable of. And of course I say heavy amen to that. I can tell you that as I've written the, these two books that you can see behind me, going back and finding uh, exactly how somebody, an author said something so that I could put it back into my book and, be, and have it in integrity so it's the real quote. I don't know how many weeks, months of my life that I have spent doing that, just that thing. Now I do have a system that allows me to be able to find those things, which is in part what he's advocating too, but think about just how many times you've gone looking for something. Somebody said that really cool thing that you want to remember, right? So just think about how many times that you've done that yourself and how the system that he's going to, that I'm going to share with you that he created would help you not, not lose that time. So he goes on to say, he says, um, yeah, everything that every bit of energy that we use looking for things. And actually there was another study too about that he talks about in the book that something, some some crazy figure of of months out of our life we spend going to go look for things. 
um, that actually impedes or encroaches on our productivity. Think about that. If you had a you had a system inside just personally, but let's say let's take it another step. What if you took this system and taught your team how to use this system? How much more productive and effective and collaborative could you be? So just think about if you could cascade this out for, to your team, to your department, to your overall company. Wow, I mean, just so incredible, so exciting. Um, so. Something else that he he that he wrote in, in in his book that I thought was pretty interesting, he's talking about a, a writer and a photographer named Craig Maud, and he wrote, I quote, "There is a gaping opportunity to consolidate our myriad marginalia, marginalia interesting word, our myriad marginalia into an even more robust commonplace book, one searchable, always accessible, easily shared, and embedded amongst the digital text we consume. This digital commonplace book is what I call a second brain." Think of it as the combination of a study work, a notebook, a personal journal, journal, and a sketchbook for new ideas. It is a multi-purpose tool that can adapt to your changing needs over time. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen. That is his idea, his working definition of a second brain. Let me call out a couple more things for you. Let me reinforce a couple things for you because it's important that you understand what, what we're putting forth here. So again, we are talking about a digital capture here. So it is important for you to recognize that in order to create this second brain, you do need to use technology. So what he's advocating is that we, we use some kind of a notes capture tool. Um, and and, and, and we we're, then, we're then inputting the, the information into this tool. Now let me back up for a second and explain to you how it is that I wrote these two books. Purpose Ignited. So I have all of these each week when I when I produce the show for you. Every one of the shows has an individual Word document that has all of the author's information, the author bio, the description, and then I have all of these word for word typewritten notes with the page number so that I can I can be authentic and uh, in, in, in integrity in citing the source. Uh, and so those all live as individual Word documents. And then what I will do is I will take and I will copy and paste into a master document these notes so that I have that reference. And that's what I meant is I have the ability to go back and find these quotes, you know, by doing like a, a, a word find search kind of thing, right? Or a term search. So that's what I mean. And that I've been using his methodology to a lesser, more caveman like degree to produce the works that I have so far. But what I, what I've learned and what I'm excited to share this with you, that's why I decided to go ahead and do this for you and not just replay another show is I just think there's so much in this book that could help you help your life, help you become more creative, reduce your stress, et cetera. So now I plan to utilize as we go along, I'm going to keep building on this, his system more in the vein that he's offering it, which will elevate my game. And I do believe that it will make me much more efficient, effective, and productive um, to be able to continue to create, continue to think. So I'm excited about that. Um, so again, when you when you think about what is a second brain, it's a digital commonplace book that he calls a second brain. He says, think of it as the co combination of a study notebook, a personal journal, and a sketchbook for new ideas. It is a multi-purpose tool that can adapt to your changing needs over time. That's your second brain. So, okay, so now let's keep going here. Uh, so one of, the, one of the other things that I captured here that I wanted him to talk about on air is he, he talks about four essential capabilities that we can re rely on, rely have our second brain utilized for us to perform our best. And he says those four things, these four essential areas that we can rely on the second brain are making our ideas concrete. How many times have we, have you been out and heard a speaker share something and you could tell that it just didn't quite make sense to you? 
And the reason that I can tell you it didn't make sense to you is it wasn't concrete in the, in the, in the speaker's mind. We lose the translation when it's not clear in the speaker's mind. So this tool, this second brain can help us make our ideas concrete. And the second essential capability of our second brain is to reveal new associations between ideas. That is so exciting to me. That is really incredibly exciting to me to be able to start to see those patterns that otherwise you lose when you lose the ability to see them as this, you know, within your sketchbook. They're not somehow connected there. If they're living in different documents, like usually my radio shows are before I copy and paste them into a hole, very hard to see those associations. My mind has to work so much harder to see them. So that's quite, quite, quite essential. The third capability that the second brain gives us is to incubate our ideas over time. I have really gotten excited to see how, and again, we'll keep, we'll keep unveiling this as we go, gotten excited to see how what he's sharing here um, uh, would allow me to be able to utilize a greater access of what I'm thinking about, what I'm feeling than I normally put into my thinking and my writing. So I love that. And finally, the fourth essential capability that we can use our second brain for is sharpening our own unique perspective. And doesn't everybody want to do that? So we, and we do have our own unique perspective. Every single one of us has that. It's just a matter of how do we sharpen it and then express it. So that what we've been covering here is what is a second brain and where does where did the idea come from? Um, when we come back from the break, I'm going to dig more deeper into his code method. So he's developed an actual code. C O D E is an acronym. So we're gonna we're gonna cover that next. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. We've been talking about Tiago Forte's book. Building a Second Brain, a proven method to organize your digital life and unlock your creative potential. Stay with us. We'll, we'll cover more of his book and get into his code method after the break. Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose, an inspirational speaker and author. She helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or to open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us. Welcome back to the program. Before we get back into the content, I do want to invite you to check out my first book that I wrote. It's called Purpose Ignited, How Inspiring Leaders Ignite Passion and Elevate Cause. It's on Amazon. I wrote that book to awaken readers to their passion and purpose and start them down the journey of becoming an inspirational leader. And I use the content to be able to create or I developed my manager program and my leadership program from that content. So I hope you'll check it out. If you're just joining the program, I have been reviewing Tiago Forte's book. He's one of the world's foremost experts on productivity who has taught thousands of people around the world how timeless principles and the latest technology can revolutionize their productivity, creativity, and personal effectiveness. He wrote the book called Building a Second Brain, a proven method to organize your digital life and unlock your creative potential. I'm Elise Cortez, your host. So I, what I'm doing here is my, since my guest could not join me and I did not want to have you miss his content, 
uh, what I'm doing for the first time in the seven and a half years that I've been creating the show is I am teaching you from the notes that I took about his book. <laughs> How's that? So in this next segment, what we want to do is we want to cover off on his code method. Code is C-O-D-E. It's a methodology that he created. And it stands for capture, organize, distill, and express. So this is, uh, and what this is, is this is the, the process of cre in creating our, our own brain. This is how we can actually use what, what's in there to be able to activate it and really work with it. So um, what we, what he, we'll go into each one of the four segments here so you get more, more understanding of what that really means. So C is for capture. And so what that, what that speaks to um, is he says, when something resonates, it moves you on an intuitive level. So you're, you've heard something, you've read something. Um, often the ideas that resonate are the ones that are most unusual, counterintuitive, or potentially useful. Don't make it an analytical decision and don't worry about exactly why it resonates. Just look inside for a feeling of pleasure, curiosity, wonder, or excitement, and let that be your signal for when it's time to capture a passage, an image, quote, or fact. I don't know about you. But that just lights me up. I do this all the time. I have these things where, you know, this is part, part of the reason I keep hosting the show for you is I get to meet amazing authors. And when I'm reading their books, I have these kinds of um, instances happen all the time where something really resonates with me, which is why I take such copious notes. So first recognize that his system is all about capturing these things. How many times have you heard somebody say something really amazing, but you didn't capture it? You didn't write it down. You didn't have a mechanism. Maybe you put it in your phone. Maybe you took a quick note, but then poof, it's gone, right? So I like first that we're starting with C for capture. And he goes on to say, he says, by training ourselves to notice when something resonates with us, we can improve not only our ability to take, be to take better notes, but also our understanding of ourselves and what makes us tick. It is a way of tuning up the resources and volume on our intuition so that we can hear the wisdom it offers us. What I got from that is this notion of when you start to really pay attention to what resonates for you, you know yourself better. That's where I think he's getting into that space of how we can express our uniqueness and how cool is that? How amazing is that? Okay, so then the O in the code system is for organize. So here, um, we're, we're, we're saving for actionability is what the tagline is for this one. So for organize, you know, we've been capturing all these thoughts, ideas, reactions, uh, maybe images, et cetera. Um, and then he goes on to say, the best way to organize your notes is to organize for action. According to the active pro projects you are working on right now, consider new information in terms of its utility, asking, how is this going to help me move forward one of my current projects? I like the idea of organizing these thoughts, ideas, images for action. Really like that right? Because too often we can get stuck in so many ideas in our brain that we're not really moving anything forward. So I love that. Then he goes on to say, surprisingly, when you focus on taking action, the vast amount of information out there gets radically streamlined and simplified. There are relatively few things that are actionable and relevant at any given time, which means you have a clear filter for ignoring everything else. Wow, right? I mean, if you really take this stuff to heart, this could totally alter your, revolutionize your life, again, which is why I wanted to share this with you and not pass it up. Too, too good to miss. All right? So that's organize. And if you ever thought about, I mean, I, I can tell you the old way, the old way that I've organized, I still have stacks of, of papers and books and notes that I've taken over the years that are now in physical form 
Now, if I take and digitize that and put it into that one place where I can find it all and organize it, wow, now I've, I've changed everything. I, everything's on steroids, right? Okay, so we did the C and the O. Now we're on the D for distill. So distill is about finding the essence. So he says, once you start capturing ideas in a central place and organizing them for action, you'll inevitably begin to notice patterns and connections between them. Hmm. Noticing patterns and connections. And that's where innovation happens, ladies and gentlemen. That's where new ideas come from. When you can start to see how what look to be very disparate ideas, disparate areas entirely, and see what that connection is, that is where innovation and creativity come from. So exciting. Then he says, there is a powerful way to facilitate and speed up this process of rapid association. He says, distill your notes down to their essence. Every idea has an essence, the heart and soul of what it is trying to communicate. It might take hundreds of pages and thousands of words to, to fully explain a complex insight, but there's always a way to convey the core message in just a sentence or two. So think about that for just a second here. Using this second brain process that he's created, this code system he has created, you start thinking automatically of maybe you've sat in a talk, an hour-long talk with a, with a speaker, or you've been to a TED talk, or you've listened to my show, whatever it is. You can, you can distill that whole thing down to a, a, a sentence or two. So you, now you've taught yourself how to be able to consume large amounts of information, make sense of it in total and for yourself. That's powerful, really powerful. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, so COD we've covered now for E. E is for express, which is to show your work. So uh, he then goes on to say, information becomes knowledge. Personal, embodied, verified. Only when we can put it to use. So you gain confidence in what you know only when you know that it works. Until you do, it's just a theory. That is why he recommends you shift as much of your time and effort as possible from consuming to creating. We all naturally have a desire to create, to bring life, bring to life something good, true, or beautiful. It's part of our essential nature. Creating new things is not only one of the most deeply fulfilling things we can do, it can also have a positive impact on others by inspiring, entertaining, or educating them. 
Here's what I know, ladies and gentlemen. I've been working in the meaning and purpose space for quite a while. And what I know is most of us crave to make a difference, to make a contribution that's worthy of our one precious life. So another thing that I, I got excited about reading this book is I do see the second brain idea as a way to be much more effective at being creative. There, uh, there's a reason that most people don't write books. It's because it's really, really hard. And it does take creativity. It takes persistence. Uh, and so what I like about his system is I, th I think it's a much faster, more productive path to being able to create whatever you want to create, whether it's a book, uh, a painting, uh, some other masterpiece, right? So, uh, and again, what he's doing here in my in my view is he's really help, helping to open and activate more of each of us. And I think that's really, really exciting, really, really, really compelling. So now let's talk about what some of the things that you can actually capture. So I want you to, I want you to get into this with me so that you can walk out of the show and immediately put this stuff to use. So he goes on to share that some of the knowledge assets that you can start to think of from your external or your internal external world or your inner thoughts. Here's the list of things. Imagine if you had a way to capture this and you would, again, capture it in your notes app or whatever tool, digital tool you're going to use. But you might have highlights from books or articles. Maybe there's a passage in a book and hopefully it's my book or his book. <laughs> right. So there's some kind of a highlight from a book or an article that just really it resonates with you. Remember what he said is somehow it shows up for you as it's important. So you want to capture it. So you could capture these highlights from your book or, your, or the articles. Um, he might he says you can go on to capture quotes, memorable passages from podcasts or audiobooks. Usually, right, we hear these things. We might take some notes, but then where do those notes go again? Right. So they go into your now your second brain. Um Bookmarks, bookmarks or favorites, links to content. Think about how many different websites that you visit in any one given day that contain really interesting information that now you have the capacity in your second brain to be able to capture where you got that information so you can come back and reference it. Um, and it's it's integral, so it's the, it's the actual capture. You're not going off memory. You're not trying to um, paraphrase what they say because then you lose something in translation. It's the real stuff. You can also capture voice memos, so clips on a, a mobile device. Maybe somebody left you a great voicemail that just rocks your world, and you want to grab that and put that into uh, your your second brain. Meeting notes. You just met with the president of a, of, a, of a new organization that you're trying to work with, and they told you some amazing things about how they work and how their company was founded. You want to capture that. Maybe that history or story will be part of something that you want to share or put forth. Um, images capturing images, right? How often do we see an image that just opens something and it's incredible insight that we would have never, ever been able to duplicate or, uh, on our own. And once we see it, the memory of it can sort of stay with us, but the actual, the full power of its actual physical, physical presence is lost until we put it in our second brain. Uh, and then the other thing that he talks about finally in terms of external knowledge that we can capture in our second brain are takeaways from courses, conferences, and presentations. When I go to conferences, I, I take copious notes because I'm there to learn. I'm there to connect. So think about those things that you heard from speakers or, or, or and you can start to organize them by speaker, by industry, whatever. So those were all examples of things that you can, you can capture at, from the external world. Now get this. This is where I also got really excited. He also talks about being able to capture in your second brain information or knowledge from your inner world. What does that mean? Inner world. That's stories from your favorite anecdotes, 
you have, you, maybe you remember something from growing up that just, it just stays with you. Like I can remember baking cookies for my grandmother and that whole experience, it has meant so much to me over the years, especially all the years since she's been gone. So these, these stories that we have that are part of, of our ethos that we can capture and see how can we utilize them and how do they relate to other parts of our lives? Amazing. Um, insights. Oh my gosh. How many times have you been in the shower, been driving to work and something just hits you and went, oh my gosh, that's right. It makes so much sense. Right. So these insights that we otherwise lose and then they're gone. Poof. Right. We didn't put them into our second brain. So they were really delightful for the few seconds that we had them living with us in our mind and then poof, they're gone. Um, so memories. Right. And we know that memories are notoriously faulty. They're lovely, but they're they get distorted over time. So we can capture them in their real essence in our second brain. Uh, reflections. I don't know about you, but I have reflected a lot in my life over the years. Something Reflections on what I'm grateful for, uh, what I wish I would have done differently, wish I would have done better. Uh, so that those reflections, or even like, gosh, I was so proud of that. I loved how that came off. I loved how that presentation came off. And by the way, speaking of that, today I gave a session um, for some people that I'm working with in India. First thing, my, my, my morning, end of the day for them. And I am so delighted at some of the insights that came out of that. So to be able to capture what happened in that, um, for me, just being able to facilitate that would be part of what I would put in my second brain. It was amazing. And they find the musings. And so, you know, what I do today um, is I, I will, um, I'll, one of my favorite things is to finish my day sitting on my, my white couch in my front, my front living room. And that's when I, I'm thinking and I'm reflecting. And what I usually do is those notes go into my phone. So again, they, sh I, they go to my inbox when I do that. But then again, they don't make it into my central repository. They're not in that collection of stuff that I've been doing for the radio. So I, that's what I'm going to take from this book too, is that I mentioned earlier, is I'm going to start using some of what, uh, take, take what I had been doing before and really adopt his full system so I can be much more efficient and much more productive. Uh, so, uh, ah, the one, the last thing I want to leave with you before we go on to the, the, the last segment here is he, he advocates for using Feynman's approach to keeping 12 open questions in your mind to capture what resonates with you. So for me, I've always got a few book projects going on. So just stop for a second and think about, make a short list right now of what are some of the areas that you are interested in. Right? Just think about that. And those then are going to become your buckets, if you will, inside your second brain. So when something resonates with you and you capture that, you're going to plunk it somewhere. You're going to categorize it under one of those 12 areas. All right. So with that, let's grab our second break. I'm Elise Cortez. I've been talking with you and sharing with you ideas from Tiago Forte's book called Building a Second Brain. So we've been talking about his code methodology here in this segment. In this, this last segment coming up, we're going to talk about how to create and express from this code system. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose, an inspirational speaker and author. She helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose.
This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or to open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with me, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. I appreciate very much that you're still hanging. (laughs) One other bit of news is the anthology that I had been working on for a while that I've been curating has come out. It was released in August of of 2021. It's called uh, Passionately Striving and Why, an anthology of women who persevere mildly to live their purpose, also on Amazon. Would love for you to check that out. Um, That was definitely a labor of love. I literally went looking across the globe and found 25 women who shared their personal intimate story of discovering their purpose, how they're living from it today. And then I categorized the book, their stories, into their the, the four paths of per, to purpose that they experienced. And the idea is that that book becomes not only a source of inspiration for you, but kind of a guide path to help you get better present to your own purpose and your discovery. So I hope you'll check it out. If you're just joining us now, uh, I have been talking about Tiago Forte's book. It's called Building a Second Brain. And as I mentioned, since he could not actually join us for the conversation, I didn't want to miss you getting the content. So I'm doing my best to teach you back the material that he wrote in his book, according to the the notes that I took in preparation for the show, which is something I do every week. So you're getting a little bit of insight into how I do the show and how my crazy mind works. (laughs) Okay, so... As he, he, we, I told you before that we'd be talking this in this segment about how to create and express from the code system that he talks about in his book. Um, one of the things that he talks about is he he says that your second brain is like a mind cathedral that you can step into anytime you want to shut out the world and imagine a world of your own. Think about that for just a second. That always at your your at your availability is your own mind cathedral that you can step into and shut out the rest of the world and create your own from the inside. I think that's really exciting. Um, I, I've come to learn that I, I, my need to think, to create, to reflect is really a, a very important part of my life. So being able to be enabled to do this more effectively is really exciting for me, and I hope it is for you too. So as we go on here, uh, he, he talks about the, uh, again, when you're, you've got those 12 areas in your second brain that you're going to be able to start to um, put the what you capture in there. And so then he goes on to say that there are four ways to organize this information that you start to capture in those 12 areas. And he calls it the para ways, P-A-R-A. So the first area is projects. So maybe you've got projects that are active right now. You've got a firm beginning and end date attached to them. And, and these are projects that you're, you're trying to you're trying to complete. It may not be a, a, a firm end date, but pro, they're under projects. And then the second thing is called areas. So maybe, you know, the area might be for me, maybe it's meaning or purpose, you know, the air, something like that. Or maybe it's an industry, sustainability, et cetera. And then there's resources. Just, you know, this is a key resource. Maybe it's maybe it's a, a destination site where you can get a lot of information and you want to be able to capture that. So this is a key resource. It's an app. It's a website, et cetera. Or it's, it's a podcast like mine. Maybe mine goes in there for you. And then finally, there's just archives. And this is where you just want to, you, there's there's value or utility in this. You know it, it has something there, but you don't quite know what that is. So you can now start to, you see what we're doing. We're just really taking this and we're going deeper and deeper and deeper so that when you leave this show, if, remember, you can always listen to it again via recorded podcast. Um, you can really use this stuff and immediately put this thing to work for yourself. That's the idea. So then he goes on to talk about uh, four discovery and retrieval methods, which we'll get to here in just a second. So uh, he he talks about 
this notion of being able to capture ideas. And, and I also appreciate this uh, ideas and inspiration around us. And he says, there's a, there's a key idea that catches our attention in the moment, right? This happens to all of us where something happens and just enraptured, we're enraptured by this idea. And so he says, we feel enraptured and obsessed with it. It's difficult to imagine ever forgetting the new idea. It's hanged our lives forever. But after a few hours or days or weeks, it starts to fade from our memory. Soon our recollection of that exciting new idea is nothing but a pale shadow of something we once knew that once intrigued us. Our job as a note taker is to preserve the notes you're taking on the things you discover in such a way that they can survive the journey into the future. Isn't this just so yummy? I mean, seriously. He says that way your excitement and enthusiasm for your knowledge builds over time instead fading away. Again, extremely exciting. So this, the discoverability is that whole missing link by taking these really useful notes. Again, what you're doing is you're distilling ideas automatically, immediately, and then you're capturing capturing them in your second brain. So he says, the most important factor in whether you, your notes can survive that journey into the future is their discoverability. How easy is it to discover what they contain and access the specific points that are most immediately useful, right? That's, that's the opportunity here. So he gives us four retrieval methods, which are search, browsing, tags, and serendipity. So we'll go into, into, into some of those here. So um, he, he, so the search piece is, you know, this is where you can actually use your, your, you know, simple, you know, control F to find something in, inside this second brain, whatever it is, whatever notes capture digital uh, tool you're using, that's, that, that would be it. And then think about this too, when you're putting things in there, you know, just you, you can just browse and, you know, start in an area and start to see if something reaches out for you. That's another thing. But you can also tag. You can you can tag something, you know, around a subject matter or maybe around an author or something like that so that you can find and source for any of those tags, just like you do on social media and other things like that. The serendipity piece speaks to the notion that you, you can be in there looking around and then all of a sudden just you get an insight. You see that pattern, that connection, that you would have never expected to stumble across. That again is your source of creativity. So it's beautiful. So now, when you when you think about this notion, now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start expressing. So um, he says, it, it, "What does it look like to show our work?" So now, so we have this beautiful mind that's sitting on top of our shoulders. It's been collecting all this stuff. Now we have this second brain that we're using as well, collecting all this stuff. So there's three stages of expressing. The first one is to remember, which we're going to do that through our second brain. Um, so we're retrieving an idea exactly when it's needed. So this is another way to, to find this stuff quickly. Uh, the second stage is to connect. And so we use notes to tell a bigger story and we add the details to enhance the message. So our second brain, what we've captured in that second brain allows us to be able to capture all of those beautiful yummy details of exactly when something happened, something important happened. We're telling that story, we're rendering it, but now we can tell a much bigger, more impactful story because we've, we've, we've used and tapped into our second brain. And then the third step, create. Now we're going to complete projects and accomplish goals, as he says, stress-free. And I would say with just far greater productivity and efficiency. So I, I appreciate that he, he really breaks this down as to how we can actually use this. And he's got a whole section of what kinds of people can use this stuff. So um, the, the create piece, and this is where, you know, 
whatever you're responsible for creating, he says, whether it is documents or presentations or decisions or outcomes, your second brain is a vital, repo vital repository of all the bits and pieces you'll want in front of you when you sit down to focus. It is a creative environment you can step into at any time, any place, when it's time to make things happen. Sounds good to me. And again, think about how, how wouldn't it be fun? You're having a really crappy day, okay, at work. And you step into your own cathedral, your own second brain, and just take a break. I'd like to invite you and challenge you how much more interesting, useful, elevating that would be than just going to maybe something like social media or your favorite app or whatever you do to kind of amuse yourself when you get bored or need to, to break off stress. What if you went into your second brain and you started just perusing, seeing what was there, and poof, you start seeing these beautiful connections. Now you have a new idea for a project, uh, a talk, a new something at work to create. I mean, just think about that, how much more useful this could be. Uh, so when we start thinking about this creating piece here, uh, I, I also appreciated what he mentioned about the, the patterns, right? Being able to see patterns. Uh, and so he says, one of the most important patterns that underlies the creative process is called divergence and convergence. Uh, really interesting stuff, the way his mind works, quite an interesting man. So we're going to talk about um, how we can we can overlay the four steps of the code system we talked about before onto the model of divergence and convergence to arrive at a powerful template for the creative process in our time. So just to kind of quickly set this up. Um, so what we can see is that for if there's two parts, so there's divergence and convergence. So under divergence, we have code and organize. Under convergence, we have distill and express. Okay, so it's just so crisp. So hang with me. We're gonna we're gonna go a little bit deeper into this here. So he says the first two steps of code, capture and organize, make up the divergence, as I just said. He says they are about gathering seeds of imagination carried on the wind and storing them in a secure place. This is where you research, explore, and add ideas. So that's that's divergence. He says the final two steps, distill and express, are about convergence. They help us to shut the door to new ideas and begin constructing something new out of the knowledge building blocks we've assembled. This is really powerful stuff. So I can tell you that this, what we're covering right here, what he's put forth, is the stuff that you would learn in a, in a pretty long, extensive sort of a design course, design thinking sort of course. And he's distilled this down beautifully. So real quick, one more time. So under divergence, we have code and organize. Under convergence, we have distill and express. Okay, so then he goes on to say, he says, there are three powerful strategies for completing creative projects. He recommends uh, you you of, you go through the, the, the pitfalls of convergence. So um, he says, the I'm not sure how to say this word, actually, the archipelago of ideas. He says, to give, your, give yourself stepping stones. This is a way to be able to manage this. So he says, to create an archipelago of ideas, you divergently gather a group of ideas sources or points that will form the backbone of your essay presentation or deliverable. Once you have a critical mass of ideas to work with, you switch decisively into convergence mode and link them together in an order that makes sense. Wow. Okay. Just wow. Again, you're gonna have to listen to this a few times to keep all this because there's so much here. Um, and then he says another, another thing that you can, you can use to avoid the pitfalls of convergence. He says, use the, the Hemingway bridge. He says, use yesterday's momentum today. Wherever you left off yesterday, start there today. So he says the Hemingway Bridge is a way of making each creative leap from one island to the next less dramatic and risky. You keep some energy and imagination, imagination in reserve 
and use it as a launch pad for the next step in your process. So if you start, if you're one of those kind of people of like, oh my gosh, I'm starting fresh every day and I'm overwhelmed from that whole thing, this could be, so the Hemingway Bridge could be a great way to be able to use that creative energy and keep things moving. Uh, and then he says, instead of burning through every last ounce of energy at the end of a work session, reserve the last few minutes to write down some of the following kinds of things in your digital notes. He says, write down, write down ideas for next steps. Write down the current status. Write down any details you have in your mind that are likely to be forgotten once you step away. Write out your intention for the next work session. So when you start thinking about this stuff, you, you can be, and utilizing this stuff and folding it into your life and your practice, you can become so much more productive, so much more efficient. And think about just how much more you can produce if you, if you adopt this system. I'm already doing it. It's amazing. Um, he also says you can dial down the scope. You know, he's, he talks about shifting something small and concrete. So he says, waiting until you have everything ready before getting started is like sitting in your car and waiting to leave your driveway until all the traffic lights across town are green at the same time. <laughs> you can't wait until everything is perfect. There will always be something missing or something else you think you need. Dialing down the scope recognizes that not all the parts of a given project are equally important. By dropping or reducing or postponing that the least important parts, we can unlock our, unblock ourselves and move forward even when time is scarce. So for those of us that have a hard time with analysis paralysis or it's got to be perfect, this is a great way to break free from that so that you can be much more productive. Okay, we're getting close to the end here. There's a couple more things that I want to share. There's still a couple more gems that I think are worth, worth repeating here. So he says that the three habits most important to your second brain include project, project checklists, weekly and monthly reviews, and noticing habits. So if you, if you go through and start thinking about the various things that the various ways that you can that you can use this um i I'll, i'm going to kind of finish here with with his 12 practical steps that you can take right now to build your second brain and get started today he says each of them is a starting point to begin establishing the habits of personal knowledge management in your life that's what we're talking about is instituting this habit into your life so really quick the steps are decide what you want to capture what's important to you what are you what are you focused on second choose your notes app this is a digital device, something that you're going to capture with technology. He says, choose a captured tool. So whatever that, whatever that actually is for you, whatever, whatever, wherever it lives. He says, number four is get set up with Para, your projects, areas, resource, and archives. That's how you're going to organize the information. He says, uh, get inspired by identifying your fi tw 12 favorite problems or area of interest, areas of interest. Then automatically capture your ebook highlights. Practice progressive summarization. That is, you just start doing that today. It's going to make a difference in your life. Experiment with just tone immediate uh, packet. So this is this is something that he's got in his book that we didn't discuss in the show. So you, you can look it up when you get the book. He says, make progress on one deliverable. Just make progress. Move the needle. Schedule a weekly review. So you're sitting down and looking what, what you captured each week. It, you, it'll look different to you when you do it this way. And then number 11 is access your, your note-taking proficiency, excuse me, assess your note-taking proficiency. How good are you taking notes and keep getting better at it? And then he says, the last one is just uh, the PKM community. So, or join the, the PKM community. So this is the community that he's actually created. So now you have been literally gotten the reader's digest, literally the reader's digest of, of this book. And I hope you've got some amazing pearls out of it. Uh, I hope to meet Tiago Forte one day in, in person or maybe online at some point. And I, I hope you'll check out his book. It is on Amazon. Um, you can 
uh, you can check out the the this the website buildingasecondbrain.com to learn more information about the book and about um, Tiago Forte. Last week, if you missed the live show, you can always catch it via recorded podcast. We were on the air with Matt Zinman, the author of Zisms, Insights to Live By. We talked about the importance of feeding the appetite of the workforce with opportunities to learn and grow. Sounds good to me. Next week, we'll be on the air with yet another amazing, amazing guest. We'll be talking with someone from WorkHuman about what we can learn about the workforce and how we need to adjust to it today. See you there. Remember that work is an integral and important part of our lives and can be one of the best adventures and means of realizing our potential and making the impact we crave. So let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune into Working on Purpose featuring your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, each week on W4CY. Together, we'll create a world where business operates conscientiously, leadership inspires in passion performance, and employees are fulfilled in work that provides the meaning and purpose they crave. See you there. Let's work on purpose. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.